conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Running a short-term rental business is challenging and time-consuming. Whether it's 10 units or 1,000 units, trying to keep up with the latest trends, technology, hardware, revenue management, guest support, and R&D, it's become almost impossible and increasingly more expensive for the everyday host. On top of that, all of this tedious work does not allow you to focus on what matters most, and that is your guest. Luckily, this will no longer be a problem. Introducing Journey's MOS, the newest and most advanced tech solution in hospitality. Journey's MOS provides you with a one-stop solution that will automate your entire operation and take care of all of your back office work, allowing you to fully focus on growing your business the way you want to. To learn more about MOS, visit Journey online at journey.com. 
That's journey, J-U-R-N-Y dot com. Good morning. Best day of the year on the first day of the year. Happy New Year. The first Monday of 2022. It's pretty crazy. Can't believe we made it. We're still, it really still sounds together. Like the, the band's still together. It's like, if you really think about 2022, it sounds so like the future, isn't it? Even though it's, it's reality now. Yeah, We're here. I agree. We made it. Well, um, exciting times. We got to take a week off last week. Um, due to the holiday, because we all need a little bit of time to relax. I definitely needed it and enjoyed it. Uh, did you guys get to do anything fun for New Year's Eve? Anything uh, exciting? Or did you guys go to bed at 9 o'clock like I expect uh, you guys probably did? It was closer to 10. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 How about you, Ross? You, you go to bed early? I wasn't in that. No, I stayed awake, even though it was pretty tough. Around nine, I was like, Jesus, do I really have to stay up for all those hours? It was uh, getting old. No, it, wasn't, it was nice. I was in the Netherlands, even though there in the Netherlands is lockdown. Still, I was with my parents and my sister. So it was good to see them again. We had fun. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, oh, I think it was one o'clock and I was like out. So uh, then we came so late that maybe it's the age. But it was good to see them again. So it was good to be back in the Netherlands, even though... Uh, that one was open, and now uh, back home. Awesome. Well, uh, Golden, your your new office color is looking great. Yeah, you're not uh, blending great. into the wall as much. <laughs> yeah, it is gray. I love it. What well, you paint? Uh, you did it by yourself. That was your you painted by yourself. Yeah, these two hands right here. <laughs> they actually I mean, work. It's, it's a small room. It's it wasn't very. But it was really right. for it was really for the podcast to have better to see the contrast better. 100%. Yeah, there were a lot, I mean, of, lot of, I'm pretty I know pale. There were a lot of people, viewers, were just complaining about it, right? We had a lot of, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty question. pale, and having a white wall <laughs> kind of washes me out. So <laughs> I had to go yeah. dark and, and contrast. Yeah, we don't want but our viewers have my to, jumper. Yeah, yeah, we don't want the viewers to have to wear sunglasses while they watch us. So you know, keep it yeah. up, keeping it real okay. for them. Uh, well, yeah, speaking yeah. of viewers, we got a couple of live viewers today. So thank you guys uh, for joining us. Uh, we are always excited to go live on Monday, and I just want to give a quick shout out to Journey for being our episode sponsor uh, this week. So Journey, if you don't know who they are, they're operators, but they're also a great platform for operators to use to grow and scale their vacation rental business. So check them out at journey.com. Got to give them a quick shout out here. Um, we don't have a what's with the noise this week, but we do have a startup of the week. So... Uh, I'm going to let Michael Ross take it away, and then we'll come back and discuss this week's topic, which is, is 2022 going to be as positive and as impactful as we hope and think it will be? We'll find out. So here's the startup of the week, and here we go. 
Yeah, it's not a new startup. They actually started around three, four years ago already. It's called Wheel the World. And actually, it's an online platform for people with disabilities. And actually, they can book accessible travel experience and tours and accommodations. So they raised, I think, two and a half million. They get quite some grants as well. Uh, I saw that uh, that Meta um, gave a grant to them and they get a few more. So actually, it's it's amazing that they're providing a service like this and make actually uh, as a social startup helping actually people with disabilities also to travel and finding great properties. So guys, congrats. Um, even though they started a bit more than, than a decent five years ago already, uh, four years ago, I hope they'll grow in quicker. Um, but I think they seem to do quite well. Um, everything looks pretty good. I had a look at their website and uh, yeah, guys, well done and then good luck in the future. Awesome. Uh, did they have they raised any capital or anything recently or were they just part of the focus right? No, they did. They joined the plug and play. Um, they did some seed uh, rounds, but actually, the the round where they get actually was uh, they did some smaller rounds in total, two and a half million divided over nine rounds. Gotcha. And they okay. get and they get some some grants as well. So gotcha. Cool. Did you get to meet them in person in Miami or no? No. Nope. No. Nope. No. Okay. Dang it. Next time. Well, Next I just time. I just like I actually like their initiative. That's why I want to get them actually as a startup of the week. Gotcha. I love that. I love that. Well, our startup, startups of the week usually do really good after they get on the show. You know, we, we give them a couple of mentions, they take off and, you know, they either sell their company for billions of dollars or have a really successful exit. So, you know, we're just doing our, our part. Um, and it looks like Golden is having technical difficulties. So we'll give him a minute to come back. Uh, but Ross, I kind of want to get your thoughts right out of the gate. Um, we, I feel like, you know, there's obviously some challenges last year. Uh, with you know the obvious, which is COVID, but in business in general, personal life, I think a lot of us are feeling very optimistic about how this year is going to end and and to be. Uh, we're, we're hoping that the the dumpster fire of 2021 uh, goes away and 2022 really just changes the the pace and the tone for uh, the industry. So I'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, if you feel the same way, do you think? Um, Things might go backtracking a little bit. What are your What are your thoughts here so far? I'm extremely positive. I think I never had so many things planned or I had in mind to go somewhere. So I think it's I'm really positive. And I think what is the biggest change is that before the government, for example, then said that you shouldn't travel. Now they're saying is that just look at the local restrictions. So mm -hmm. I think it's and I think so. Did the whole approach is differently? Netherlands is a lockdown, but they said that everything is not allowed in Netherlands. But they said you can travel, but just make sure you just comply with the uh, the, the the local regulations. So and restrictions. So I yeah, think but if again, things are locked down, what's what's the point in traveling, right? No, but people want to. They they said you can still travel to different places, right, to different countries. So this is something they're promoting. I was like for a few days in the holiday park in Netherlands. It was quite nice to stay there and everything was, well, the shops were open and stuff. So, but yeah, of course, facilities were closed, but people still want to go somewhere. So, and I think if there's some other restrictions, I think it will not restrict traveling. So, and I think also people miss traveling the last year. So I think they will travel longer, further. And that's what I scheduled. I go in a few weeks, I'll go for, for two weeks, I go to Dubai and I'm going to work from there and probably do the podcast recording from there as well. So, and just work from there, a nice environment, a bit warmer than it here. And I think that's what people do more now and now, uh, now more and more. So I think people will travel. I said it before, people will still travel. Probably maybe the frequency will be less, but I think the duration will be longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What about you, Golden? Maybe contrarian to Ross, like what's the point in traveling to the Netherlands if everything's locked down? What's the point in traveling to Ireland if the pubs close at eight, right? So I think so long as countries have any restrictions in place and don't say we're completely open for business, it's going to dampen travel. And in the U.S., you, you can see it by where people are traveling. There's not a whole lot of people clamoring to go to New York or clamoring to go to California. They're going yeah. to Florida. They're going to Colorado. They're going to Texas. They're going to places that are open without restrictions where you know when you travel, things won't change overnight. And you know, I have typically taken one or two or three trips to Europe per year, but I did two last year and it was, um, it was manageable, but it was late summer, you know, everyone was kind of through the, the summer, um, dip in, in cases. So things were pretty open, but, you know, looking at the Netherlands and Ireland and in various countries, like it's challenging to say, I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm supposed to go to Scotland in March. Probably not going to happen because I don't know where regulations are going to fall. And it it takes too much time to plan trips and too much money to just like cancel on them if, if regulations change. But as we get further and further into 2022, I do think the world is going to move past COVID and, and really realize that it's here to stay. And there's not really much we can do about it. Get vaccinated. You know, if you're sick, stay at home. If you're sick, stay away from the elderly. But at the end of the day, like we gotta, we gotta realize as a, as a society, getting coronavirus down to zero is never going to happen. Just yeah. never going to. Um, so we have to learn how to live with it. I agree. As Michael said, I think it's important people take the responsibilities and and do what they can do. It will help a lot already. And people want to travel and those things will start. And well, I went to the Netherlands. I went to move from a country where now in Poland, almost everything is possible. Uh, maybe the hotels, they can only have a 30% occupancy, but that's pretty the only restriction there is. Um, everything is just open. I went to a country which is in lockdown. Even though I really enjoyed it. And of course, you couldn't do all the things, right? You couldn't go to a restaurant. On the other hand, you could just, you do different things. You just go maybe more from walks to the forest. You just see different things in the place. And of course, you have your limitation, but I still enjoyed it a lot. And um, I think it's also, of course, specific city trips that will be super tough, right? Because you go to city trips just to visit, for example, and go to a museum, just go to restaurants, you go for part. This will, this will be tough. I think places, and I went to the countryside eventually to stay there with my family. We're in, in, a, in a nice nature area. And then it's fine. So I think it's also some specific destinations that will have difficulties. I think everything around countrysides and the vacation around everything near the beach areas will do, will do fine. And I think, I think a really yeah. strong 2022. Yeah. So to answer Christian's question, the biggest challenge this year depends on what segment you're in. If you're in yeah. a, if you're in a hotel in Amsterdam, it's regulations. If you're at a vacation rental in Florida, it's supply, right? Because demand is is too high. Um, so the the biggest challenge really is is geospecific, and we talked about it on the last show of the year last year. But I think it's it's a big competitive advantage. 
depending on where you're located, whether you're a startup or whether you're a operator, a hotel or a vacation rental, like where just by the luck of the draw and, and what governments are, are controlling you know, what's going on in your, your area makes a big difference between you and your competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, places that are completely shut down is, is obviously not a good thing for business, but places that are completely wide open is an extremely good thing for business. So, but this is going to happen. I think there will be specific destinations they want to have. Indeed, they want to have a strong recovery, even like a huge boom or boost on on travel. And they're just going to just move, remove all restrictions. And that means they have a huge boost. If there's whatever, any countries like we're just removing all the restrictions, everything is possible. People go there. That's massive, right? So you can see the same like Dubai. Cases are low. Croatia. Everything is possible. It's really under control. And yeah, and this is what you will see. And if countries say, okay, we're just, we, we just, there's no restrictions or limited uh, restrictions. And you just, it's a bit under control in here. And it's a high numbers of, of uh, vaccinated people, it means the number of cases, it's under control. People will travel there. So I think there will be specific destinations. They say, okay, we're just, or there's really disadvantage now that other countries has the, uh, the restrictions. Yeah, I think, I think another one of the bigger challenges. Uh, you know, a lot of, especially city center hotels, rentals, things like that rely on conferences and I'm supposed to go to CES this week, huge consumer electronic show out in Las Vegas. It's global. My guess is it'll be half as populated as it typically will be. Uh, So, you know, you got shows like this where every room in Vegas is typically booked but that's just not the case again this year. So yeah. I think, you know, again, depending on where you are and what market you cater to, if you cater heavily towards business travel, I actually think business travel is going to start really rebounding this year, but it's it's not going to be in Q1 for sure. Um, I think we'll start seeing it slowly get back to normal, probably 23, 24 but this year it'll bounce back a lot compared to last year. Do you think a uh, business travel in the sense of big groups of a, of a company traveling together, or is it just more, more or less like people like in your position, Michael, where you're used to traveling and you travel probably the, li- the, the least amount in your career last year, you're going to start getting back into that normal routine or what, what, do you, what kind of business travel are we describing here? Yeah, I think it's the road warriors slowly getting back to, to being on the road more. But I also think the whole work remote opens up a brand new segment of travel, which is bringing people together, bringing teams together. So you could have a global team where historically you were only in one city, but every quarter now you're bringing in 10, 15 people that aren't used to traveling to some specific destination. So it the type of corporate traveler is, is likely to change a little bit. Um, but it opens up people who, who haven't traveled quite as much. Uh, I, I do think the road warriors this year are going to be back at it. Uh, and it's a, again, a competitive advantage. If I can get face to face with somebody and my competitor can't, I'm, I'm likely yeah. going to, going to win the business. Like, yeah. That's just the way it is. Especially when it's you, Michael, when they see you in person. Especially when it's me. (laughs) 
my so my what we saw last my, year in focus right is was it was the half of the pop uh, half of the people were from the years before right so i think the year before was canceled the year before was like i think 1400 people i think the last focus right was around 700 but it was really good and effective and i think that's going to happen more is okay you just if you could travel com- to a conference must be a real reason to go there and not just as a break as a to go somewhere so i think that the the, the the conference will be more effective and, and productive i think that's good um and I think what Michael said, the, the whole remote working will make a, make a shift. But for example, by coincidence, I just, I just mentioned I go to Dubai. There's actually, they asked me, if I, I just spoke to a friend, like, it will be great. We have a small conference in here. Can you speak there? So at the end, you combine those things as well, which is super cool. So I would just do it. Um, so you just have different kind of experiences. You go somewhere, you know, a few people who live there or just in the business, one of the distribution of Marriott. I said, let's go for a coffee. So you, normally you won't meet them. You just go, just like, let's combine it. So. I think yeah. that's also nice if you travel to different places. Often you know somebody, you just do catch up, and you're still discussing the business in a, in a personal way. My uh, my answer to Christian's question of what the biggest challenge I think 2022 will bring for travel companies or hospitality in general, I think it's going to be reaching their audience in a different and more unique way. I think we've been so inundated with webinars, and I'm guilty of this, you know, LinkedIn posts and you know, podcasts, like podcasts are great. And that's why we're obviously like one doing this podcast and doing HFM. But I think, you know, so many people are getting used to, I would say not to like, um, not call out anybody, but I would say, well, I was gonna say like everyone's used to kind of lower quality content when it comes to the stuff. Cause everyone's just trying, everyone's like, Oh, I'll do this. Wait, we can do that. We can create a webinar and not really bringing any value. And so that attendance level, I think we're going to see uh shift downward when it comes to your audience, reaching your audience in a more powerful way. Um, I, I think it's time that, you know, companies like Marriott and um, you know, Airbnb and Verbo and all these, you know, either big OTAs or service providers are going to need to step up their game when it comes to really connecting with uh, the people and, and, and getting that viewership to to engage, not just view. So that's kind of my my biggest uh, challenge. I think we'll we'll see for the next year coming up. So I think another what what Christians back to Christians uh, question: What can happen? Which is a, which is bad for the market? Which is a challenge? Is that people just start booking a lot of hotels in different places because they don't know where to go? Right? Okay, I would just book something. Yeah. I'll book something in the US, I'll book something in Mexico, I'll book something in, in the UK, whatever, I book different places, I can cancel them for free, um, no worries. And then eventually just one or two days before you're canceling uh, five of the six reservations. And then yeah. I think that will be a big uh, a big challenge actually, and that could be, uh, that can be good. So I think this is gonna happen, the same way you can see the flexibility with the airlines, you can keep changing yeah. your flight tickets, full flexibility there. So. I think this could be could be pretty tough for the uh, well, for the uh, for the hotels and the accommodations. Yeah, when I flew home from Dublin last year, I went through Amsterdam, and the flight was full. Uh, and when we got to the gate, didn't look like the flight was full. And and I asked the the gate agent, like, "Are we expecting a full flight?" Well, forty nine people haven't showed up yet. So it'll wow. probably be a pretty, pretty empty flight. So yeah. It, yeah, people to Ross's point, you can change last minute with no penalty as a result of COVID rules, right? Trying to be traveler friendly. 
but at some point as an industry, we've got to shift back and, you know, you can't run a profitable business taking 20% last minute cancellations and, and taking that loss. It's just not, not viable. Uh, so hopefully this year we can all get back to booking trips, sticking to them. And if not, there's a financial uh, penalty. Well, but do you is that going to maybe gonna... influence the yielding for and revenue management for hotels? Like in normally, for example, airlines, they do always yeah. do overbookings. And maybe they said we did 10% overbookings. Let's, doesn't matter. We just go much higher overbookings because we just know there will be more cancellations. And then the danger is that the, probably there will be more overbookings if people indeed yeah. show up. And the same with the property. It's probably going to happen, right? Because, well, you see vacation rental, you see majority, uh, well, quite a lot of them, they're actually non-refundable, I see. But if you look at any hotel, it's pretty flexible. And that's probably going to just do overbookings now. Yeah. Uh, if they can well, do, do you... because they might yeah, see those cancellations coming. Like vacation rentals, like I know for us at Recreation, we have a, a a lot of other companies do too. You pay up front. The moment you book, you pay. Our hotel is going to go into that model as well more because like, you know, the when I was a manager, we would have that, you know, pay now and save 10% type deal, um, which is great. But at the end of the day, you still have those restrictions that go with that policy and, and whatnot. So do you think hotels are going to shift towards that or are they going to, or are vacation rentals going to shift away from the pay now Um type model and say pay you know nah, hours now they both make sense for their market if you have one vacation rental and you lose that booking you lose a hundred percent of your revenue yeah. yeah if you can get one more booking because of flexibility in hotels then that's incremental revenue so i mean they, they're doing it for a reason but if travel recovers uh in any reasonable way this year on top of what it did last year i mean Let's not ignore the fact that 2021 was not a terrible year for most right. people in travel, outpacing expectations at least. Yeah. And, and so if we continue to, to go on that train, that, that path, I think we're in a spot that we can get back to pseudo life as normal. Um, but we'll see. I, I think there's a lot of question marks still up in the air on, uh, you know, I've got a flight Wednesday to, to Las Vegas. I'm looking at how many flights have been canceled in America in the past yeah. few weeks. It's crazy. I don't know if I'm going to get out. And if I get out, it'd be worse to not even be able to get back. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it's a, a fear that people have when they're traveling now and it probably deters people from traveling. Uh, yeah, I'm legitimately concerned that I'll get out there and then my flight home will be canceled and then my wife will be mad at me because I'm <laughs> stuck in Vegas for an extra two days. Right? <laughs> in the weekend, so coincidence, right? Well, yeah. say, uh, I wish only if you had some gambling money you get to pass the time with, right? So Yeah, okay. got to get some of that. Got to go... Yeah. Uh, Uber. Yeah. But, yeah. but to go back, you might see bigger difference when you say you pay direct to the hotels. Maybe it was a 10% discount when you pay directly and not refundable. Probably the discount is going to be higher now, right? So you might even go maybe yeah. 20 or 25%. Okay, if you pay directly and because they're expecting high cancellations. I'm pretty curious if, if the larger OTAs and probably not, because if you see you're making five bookings on the same date, right? You do, there's a pretty big chance just say 20% that actually they're just going to stay in this property and 80% you're going to cancel this property if you book on the same place. So 
I hope with this data, and maybe channel managers can play a role there when they also have some revenue toolings. Okay, actually, yeah, there's expectations actually for this date. Yes, you have actually we we opening more uh, inventory, more, more availability because most likely you're going to be canceled. There's a bigger chance. There's a lot of data available because for the OTA should have with channel managers as well. But yeah, probably they won't do. And, and again, I don't hope it's going to happen. But for sure, you see a lot of people they just they keep changing and changing their travel plans. Yeah. I think that will be the biggest challenge, actually, of 2022. Not not the demand people will travel, but more that the flexibility could be uh, could hurt actually the the accommodations for the airlines. For sure, and that's why places like Croatia that have been pretty wide open are probably going to continue to be the top travel destinations because. People know if I book a trip to Croatia or to Florida, I'm going to be able to take that trip and I'm going to be able to not eat in my hotel and drink a beer at seven o'clock in my room because the pub is closed, right? Uh, You're going on vacation. You're not traveling to a different place to be put in lockdown prison. So uh, I think, I mean, there's places that I would love to go. Amsterdam is one of my favorite cities in the world. I used to go there quite a bit for work. Doesn't make sense to go to Amsterdam. So any business that's based in Amsterdam now no longer has travelers coming to visit them either. So it just makes it makes it challenging depending on on geographies. Um, so I, I hope. But again, you see the impact right in the Netherlands with restrictions. Then uh, restaurant everything is closed there. Like of course they let the workforce go, and then when it can go open in two months again or a month or whatever, we'll see. You have no stuff. So this will be the other challenge in the hospitality that people now, because of the lockdowns, people just go to different jobs, right? And to get them back again. And that's also what why, why restaurants and, and they're complaining. First of all, they're missing the revenue now, but just they're just missing people as well when they start opening again. So yeah, it's a good point. Really good point. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, and well, I don't I don't I don't think that's gonna change either. Like I think the the washout of hospitality staff is is going to continue. Uh, there, why would there be an end in sight? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, travel is still unpredictable. Shutdowns. You know, when you're stuck at home and you're not a salaried employee, you're going to go get another job. And, and then we have a learning curve, and then hospitality suffers, and then people don't want to travel because service sucks, and then. You know, it's it's a vicious cycle. So, you do do what you can to keep your staff, train the staff that you get, give top notch service, and and people will talk about it, uh, especially nowadays. Yeah, I was gonna say I I think we've gotten used to poor service. In in my opinion, I've been out of hotels and either whatever restaurant or property I've stayed at, uh, they're comfortable being not as polite and hospitable mm-hmm. so it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see if that will increase or decrease or stay the same um, yeah i mean i've noticed that a lot in restaurants and hotels it's certainly moving towards the people light model yeah. where you don't yeah. see many people in a hotel anymore uh, but you do in restaurants and it's it, you know definitely you notice it service is slower yeah. it's not as pleasant or as skilled Personal. or as trained or whatever so yeah all right, one well, uh, instead of the whose brand is brand is it anyway? We're gonna we're gonna shift it out for the first day of the year. We'll get back to that next week, but 
thought it would be fun. There was a Skift article uh, last week making some wild yet potentially realistic predictions. We're just going to go with wild predictions. <laughs> are probably not realistic. not realistic. But as an example, one of the Skift articles was Marriott buys Verbo and further garners himself in, in the uh, short-term rental space. So, you know, it's it's not impossible. It's not probable, but it's it's fun to play these games. So, Will, let's kick kick off with you. Uh, yeah, my my wild headline uh, has to do with Marriott because you guys know I love Marriott. Uh, Marriott develops and builds the first crypto punk hotel. So, if you don't know what <laughs> crypto punk is, it's uh, like an NFT thing that's been going off crazy, and I've been researching it. They talked about going into cryptocurrency. So when I read that Skift article, I immediately one thought of Marriott. And then I was like, this is a stupid but probably improbable prediction headline that they would go into a CryptoPunk hotel. But hey, why not put it out there and maybe I'll win some money in the future if they do it. So that's mine. Yeah. Ross? I think there will be an airline who converts all their airplanes into hotels. Because it didn't fly anymore. In a hotel graveyard out in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. Yeah, they, yeah, they just land <laughs> all their planes in the middle of nowhere, and they, they're starting a new, <laughs> and they just have a, fl- a fleet of just say fifty planes, all right. and convert them okay. all into uh, rooms. All right. Well, I'm going to take a, a totally different angle. <laughs> Pfizer is sitting on record profits decides to buy Delta and American and force jabs for all travelers, <laughs> driving up profits even further. Yay. That's a horrible... <laughs> That's the worst article headline. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, well... 2022 headlines. Here we come. You, you, you heard it here first. We're going to have hopefully, a quite a... Hopefully none of us is right. <laughs> yeah. I really, really hope not. Um Okay, well, anything else for uh, the audience this week? Or uh we just going to wrap this bad boy up and, and call it a, a happy new year for everybody who's listening? No, well, I, I think Will will have his or his Amazon Prime or Netflix here at the end of the year. Oh, uh, actually, I can't say it. Michael knows. Well, Golden knows. I won't be on Amazon Prime or Netflix, but I'll be on something else. So, well, oh, oh, oh. If you, you guys need, are out. You need us to, to be there as... Co-stars or supporting actors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys can just fly out to Vegas and uh, not not this week, but it's uh, sometime next month, you know, we can, we can get that filming. Oh. You guys are uh, Apple TV subscribers. No, yeah, no big, no big if deal. Not subscribe now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's a that's a future announcement for for a later date. But um, awesome. Well, happy new year, guys. Great to record with you again, and uh, to all our viewers who have been tuning in live throughout this whole episode. Uh, you rock. We're we're excited to uh, finally see the the live listenership go up rather than the listenership post live. Um, but anyways, we'll have a, a new uh, revamp of the show here soon. Coming up, with some new music. We're going to restyle things. So I'm excited for the 2022 year for us as a podcast and for, of course, our amazing uh, co-hosts to be rocking this year as well. So you guys all are awesome, and we'll tune in uh, again next week.